بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين as you are aware okay this will be إن شاء الله the fourth lesson of the تفسير of سورة المجادلة our المجادلة chapter number fifty-eight we said that the main theme of this chapter is the etiquettes of discussion within uh, within people that includes the etiquettes of discussion talking to each other discussion th discussing things and that also includes um, some of the relationship the rulings regarding the relationship between people yep as we will see by the end of the surah and of course it talked about the how to talk to the Prophet and the status of the Prophet We said that the main reason for the revelation of the first few verses of this chapter is the story of Khawla when she had something with her husband and her husband became angry and he made her haram on himself. So she went to complain to the Prophet and she had the discussion with the Prophet ﷺ. He said, I don't know. So she was discussing with the Prophet ﷺ her situation. She was presenting her, her situation. She was soliciting for her situation that, Oh, Ya Rasulullah, how come he is my husband, the father of my children? Now what will happen to me? What will happen to my children? And the Prophet ﷺ didn't know any ruling until Allah revealed that expiation of Zihar and Zihar which is what which what he did her husband Aws ibn Samit who considered her as what as uh, uh, considered her as the back of uh, his mother means he considered her as haram for herself uh, for himself and as we said that he committed he committed a major sin by what by swapping or making what is halal that what Allah Jalla made halal for him making it what haram and that's why those few verses were concluded by what after talking about the expiation uh, they were concluded by what those who um, who challenge yeah Allah those who challenge the laws of Allah they will be disgraced they will be humiliated as previous people were humiliated when they challenged Allah in his laws yeah even as we said the end of this so the end of this verse talks about the kafirin but because Allah wants to show humiliation for those people Allah Jalla will put them down. Allah Jalla will cause disgrace to them. Allah Jalla concluded this, although He concluded the previous verse, the previous verse. But this verse, because the, the end of this verse is suitable for the context of that verse, Allah Jalla said, what? Muheen, humiliating for them. And then Allah Jalla. Uh, mentioned that his knowledge has encompassed everything. Alam tara anna Allah ya'lamu ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard. 
Even the secret discussion that takes place between three people, Allah knows it as if Allah was the fourth among them. And even if five people are discussing among themselves, in reality, Allah is what is the sixth. He knows everything as he was one of them when they were discussing things. So part of the etiquette. The first etiquette is make sure that when you debate something, when you discuss something, don't be overtaken by that discussion and make what haram halal or change the law of Allah Jalla or violate the hudud of Allah Jalla Otherwise, you will be subject to the punishment that Allah Jalla has mentioned here. Another etiquette Allah Jalla mentioned here is okay, while He is reminding us. Yeah, he is reminding us that any kind of secret discussion, he knows about it. Okay, he knows about it. And as we have said last time, the knowledge of Allah, the sam'a of Allah, the fact that he hears everything, he knows everything, he sees everything, has been a reoccurring theme throughout the surah. And that's what made some scholars to say that the main theme of the surah is what the encompassing knowledge and here. Uh, the, 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 uh, the quality of Samr and Basar of Allah that Allah knows everything, hears everything and sees everything is the main theme of the surah. Yes, it is one of the themes of the surah, but it is the main, the main you, you can say the main attribute of Allah that we need to remember all of the time when we have what? When we have a discussion or when we have a debate or, or any kind of argument with anyone is to remember that Allah knows everything. And this, as we said, it is a reoccurring theme. So that's why in this ayah, Allah is reminding us of this, that Allah knows everything. Okay. As we said, Allah prohibited us. The first thing that Allah prohibited us from is when we are debating make sure that what you say is the truth don't twist the truth in particular don't make what is haram halal and what is haram halal don't ever do that this is the greatest sin that you can commit in a discussion of course after the shirk of Allah and then okay uh, then then Allah here okay he spoke about some incidents that took place during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, but Allah revealed those incidents in a way that Allah wants us to learn, to take benefits from those incidents, as Allah also revealed the first verses regarding a specific incident that took place, but Allah wants us to benefit from that incident. So it is not about the historical incident that took place. No, it is about the lessons to be taken from that incident. Similarly, Allah here is teaching us some etiquettes yeah, through an incident. And this is the methodology of the Quran, of the Sharia in general, that through examples or through incidents or through cases, Allah teaches us a lot. Yeah? When the Prophet وسلم, for example, yeah, he was telling us about, uh, for example, the types of, of, uh, of commodities that riba, 
that 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 are subject to riba. So the Prophet ﷺ gave us what gave us not the ruling, but gave us what what you can say incidents or examples or. The Prophet ﷺ named certain commodities, and from those commodities we can take what the uh, overall arching principle. So the Prophet ﷺ said, "Dhabu bidhab al-fidda bil-fidda, al-shair bil-shair, etc." So from those we can extract the main lesson or the main principle. Similarly, here there were incidents mentioned. The Quran is commenting on those incidents, and the point is not the incident itself, but the lessons to be taken from that incident and this is the methodology of the Quran. Here Allah Jalla is telling us about something that happened. Have you seen about those who were prohibited of certain types of discussion? Yeah? Despite they were prohibited to have that secret discussion, they insisted and they what? They were doing it again. This is the meaning of They are doing it again. And what do they do? Yeah, what they were prohibited to do. They have what? A discussion that involves what? Ithim, sin in of itself, udwan means zulm or transgression against someone against uh, against someone yes and uh, that also is all of it is a ma'asiyah is going against the commandments of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have you seen them despite they were prohibited from doing that then they keep insisting and doing it yes not only that, وَإِذَا جَاءُوكَ If they come to you, حَيَّوكَ بِمَا لَمْ يُحَيِّكَ بِهِ اللَّهِ They greet you with a greeting that Allah Jalla never greeted you with. Yeah, which means that it is a greeting that is what? That is prohibited. Yeah, okay. وَحَيَّوكَ بِمَا لَمْ يُحَيِّكَ بِهِ اللَّهِ And out of their arrogance, they say, لَوْلَا يُعَذِّبُنَ اللَّهُ بِمَا نَقُولُ Why don't Allah Jalla punish us? When Allah Jalla is going punish is going to punish us. When, okay. When here is not that they are expecting it. It can be that they are expecting it, but it is more likely that they say, "Yeah, let him punish us." If Muhammad sallam, is a prophet, let Allah punish us. Why he doesn't punish, or why he has not punished us yet? Okay. Uh, ويقولون في أنفسهم لو لا يعذبنا الله بما نقول حسبهم جهنم جهنم okay, will be sufficient for them and what an evil destination for that we have explained this ayah and this is the overall meaning of this ayah we said that this ayah is according to many مفسرين is talking about either the Yahud or the Munafiqin the hypocrites some scholars said, no, it talks about Yahud only. Some other scholars said it talks about Munafiqeen, yeah, not Yahud. Anyway, the, 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 yani, the meaning is clear. Some scholars said, yes, it is true that it is in yeah, an authentic hadith. Uh, what Aisha radiallahu anha uh, reported that there were a group of Yahud coming to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and they used to say to him, as alayk. As-Sam, as-Sam, 
in uh, assam means mouth doth be upon you yeah and the prophet sallallahu knew this so but aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha when she heard them doing that or saying that she would say death be upon you and curse be upon you as well okay or sorry not as well and curse be upon you you okay so the prophet said to her no 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 don't say that allah doesn't like fush fush means vocal bad words okay allah doesn't like that even if you have the right to do that okay and the prophet he wouldn't like these kind of this kind of language yeah so she said haven't you heard what they say so he said yes i heard and i said to them whatever you wish for me it will go back to you okay it will go back to you and no need to mention those uh, bad vocal words okay no need no need to use these these kinds of of uh, words so so they the, the the scholar said that this is an authentic incident but is that on or was that uh, incident is the reason for the revelation of this verse well two views some of them said yes and some of them they said no the matter is i, I don't feel that it is a big issue whether we say yes it was the reason for the revelation of those verses or not but the whole point is the lesson to be taken out of this is that whenever you discuss make sure that you are discussing some things that does not include any kind of sinning or any kind of 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 ma'asiya or you are not conspiring against anyone or plotting okay against anyone this is the main thing yeah then also this ayah started to introduce the status of the prophet sallallahu and how you what how you address the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam allah jalla told us before la taj'alu du'a ar-rasuli baynakum ka ba'dikum ba'da yes you can't address the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam okay as you address anyone and that's why the scholar said it is the etiquette not to say and as yani not to when you want to talk about the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam not to say and muhammad did this okay and muhammad did that no 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 yeah okay this is not the etiquette how to speak about the prophet and muhammad as if you are talking about anyone yeah he's not anyone okay so the etiquette is to say muhammadun rasulullah or to say rasulullah or to say our prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam same thing at that time when you talk to the prophet sallallahu you have to talk in a particular way okay so this ayah has introduced this issue this adab this etiquette how to talk to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and how to talk to the elders as well okay how to talk to the people of dignity of status as well okay is you have to give yeah you cannot talk to a young boy as you talk to what the elderly person no everyone has his own status and 
in, in, in certain communities, certain people are expecting certain kind of language. You need to consider that language. We will mention that, inshallah. Okay? Now, as we said, it is not that crucial whether this verse was revealed because of that incident or not. It is not also crucial to say that this incident was revealed and it is talking about the Yahud or the Munafiqeen. No, that, that, that is not uh, a big issue. After that ayah, okay, Allah Jalla mentioned uh, 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 another verse that is connected to it, which is, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا تَنَاجَيْتُمْ فَلَا تَتَنَاجَوْا بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ وَتَنَاجَوْا بِالْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ Okay, after this, after we have told you about those who were prohibited from doing that bad najwa بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ Allah Jalla is confirming that. And he said, therefore, yeah, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا when you have any kind of secret counseling, secret, dis secret discussion, any kind of discussion, فَلَا تَتَنَاجَوْ بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ Don't have this discussion that involves what? Ithm, sinning and of itself, عدوان, where there is transgression against someone, yeah? Or you are planning or conspiring to do something, yes? Or or let alone, yeah, whether you say وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ is separate from that or maybe the focus, uh, it is included in إِثْمْ وَعُدْوَان but with special focus here وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ yeah, don't do that don't let your discussion among yourselves involve any kind of what? any kind of haram yeah, any kind of sinning whether that sin, okay Sins that are limited to yourself or sins that are what? Uh, connected to others. You are planning, plotting something bad or evil against others. Okay? Uh, which is the Udwan. Okay? You are making i'tida on others. Okay? Or Ma'siyatil Rasul. Or going against the commandments of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wa Wasallam. And on the other side, وَتَنَاجَوْ بِالْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى yeah? وَتَنَاجَوْ بِالْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى Your discussion should include what? Okay, piety and righteousness. Okay, again, uh, piety and righteousness, which means your discussion should be around what? Around good things. Okay, your discussion should be around good things. As, as we have said, we are not here in, in, in these uh, durus, in these lessons in particular, we are not interested in digging at every single word. Otherwise, maybe we need to, to discuss what is the difference between but bir wa taqwa. Yeah? Is taqwa part of bir? Bir is, uh, is, is the wide yeah, uh, meaning of any good thing and taqwa is a particular part of it. Or not, we don't need to discuss that. But the point is, or, and the focus is, make your discussion around something that is what? That is something good. That is something, okay, uh, involves 
goodness either for yourself or for others. Don't let your discussion based on something that is prohibited. Okay? فَتَنَاجَوْ بِالْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ Have taqwa of Allah Jalla Ala, the one whom you are going to be resurrected to. And the overall meaning of this ayah is clear. Then Allah Jalla Ala said, إِنَّمَا النَّجْوَى مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ لِيَحْزُنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَيْسَ بِضَارِّهِمْ شَيْئًا إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Okay. Here, this, there is some discussion about this ayah. It's not very clear. Okay. We need to listen carefully. إِنَّمَا النَّجْوَى مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ Indeed, the literal translation of this is secret counseling or conspiracy okay is from shaitan yeah okay is is only from shaitan hmm? why it is from shaitan why the shaitan instigated that kind of discussion yeah in order for Okay, in order to make the believers what? Hazin, huh? yani sad, grieving. Okay, uh, uh, to, cause, to cause them grief. Okay, nothing will harm them except with what Allah has decreed. What is there is that that means the najwa or the shaitan yeah either it refers to the najwa to the secret counseling which was instigated by the shaitan or the shaitan himself is not going to harm the believers except with what allah has decreed okay for them is the meaning clear yeah the general the general meaning that will never harm them except with what Allah has decreed for them. And because it is not going to harm them, yeah, except with what Allah has decreed, they should have their tawakkul, their trust, okay, on Allah. Okay. Now here there is a question. The first question is, yeah, indeed what? The Najwa. Yeah, the Najwa. The secret counseling or the discussion. The secret discussion. Which secret discussion is from the Shaytan? So the scholars here have two basic meanings. Okay, either it refers to that Najwa that the Prophet ﷺ prohibited the Munafiqeen from doing. Yeah, that Najwa is from shaitan that secret discussion that used to take place between the munafiqeen okay or the yahud as we said is from what from the shaitan that najwa and that najwa it is from the shaitan in order to what to cause grief for the believers so this is one meaning or they said that no it is a general meaning okay in when you see okay two people having ha, have secret discussion among themselves yeah apart from you normally you will find what uh, something 
in your heart yeah why they do not include me in that discussion are they conspiring against me are they something are they discussing something that you know doesn't fit that i take place in okay so that kind of discussion it might cause what a uh, grief to you so any kind of uh, any kind of discussion that is similar to this might cause grief to the other person who was not included in that discussion okay now Allah Jalla is saying why do you want to why are you going to be sad yeah is this going to harm you no it is not going to harm you even if there is a conspiracy against you even if they are what if they are plotting against you that will not harm you okay let alone that you are just becoming sad for nothing just because two people there are discussing okay uh, something apart from you and put your trust on Allah Jalla is that is that, are the meanings clear now according to the first meaning that this najwa here is referring to what uh -huh, the first meaning the najwa is referring to what uh -huh. Yes, referring to the Najwa, the secret discussion that used to take place, what? During the time of the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ prohibited them from having that, what? That discussion. Okay? Yeah? Now, why, why it would sadden the believers? Huh? Why it would sadden the believers? Again, it would sadden the believers because... The believers at that time when they used to see two of the munafiqeen, yeah, in particular, discussing secretly among themselves, they said either they are mocking us, okay, or they are conspiring against us, or they said that at that time the believers in Medina were expecting a war, yeah, uh, an attack from some of the uh, tribes. So they said, oh, it seems that the attack is about to happen soon. That's why those people are what? Discussing it among themselves. Yeah? All these possibilities. So the Prophet so Allah Jalla said to them, this najwa, yeah, this najwa, it is what? It is the act of the shaitan. In order for you to become saddened, uh, because you might think of those things. Okay? Now, as some scholars said, what they have done is the amal of shaytan. Yeah, what is the, it is the amal of shaytan. But the impact of it, so you become sad, uh -huh, okay, uh, uh, and you feel worried. This is not, this is the act from the shaytan as well. So that's why it is Allah Jalla attributed the najwa of the shaitan means the effect of the najwa is from the shaitan in order for you to become what to become saddened okay is that clear so whether this or that it is not uh, uh, it is not a big difference okay now according to the second meaning 
Yeah? This kind of secret discussion, it is from the shaytan in order to cause what? In order to cause kind of fitna. From this, this scholar said, yeah, and the Prophet ﷺ, sorry, the Prophet ﷺ prohibited two people to discuss something in private in the presence of their third. So if we are three together, yeah, and you want to discuss something with your friend, yeah, don't just say, oh, let me just, okay, sorry, can you just move aside? I want to have a private discussion with this. Although you might have a private discussion about something private between both of you, okay, but to do that in front of your third and exclude him from the discussion will create what? kind of negativity in his what in his heart so the prophet said لا دون الثالث. yeah okay and the scholars here as we mentioned uh, <coughs> okay i think we mentioned it they were discussing the rulings of what of private discussions <coughs> can private discussion take place like this yeah when you have five people, type two people discussing among themselves, three people discussing among themselves. Okay, if we have like a group of people like this, what about two, three discussing among themselves? All of this. But the dhabit here, the criteria here is what? <coughs> the criteria is what? Don't have any kind of secret discussions among yourselves whereby you are going to what? You are going to cause uh, uh, harm or grief, okay, to others. This is the main thing. Don't do that, okay, in a way that you are going to cause grief to others. Clear? Okay. Number of details here to be mentioned, but let us not get into uh, such details. Yeah. Now, look at this. Here, yeah. Uh, number of fawaid from this ayah, benefits from this ayah. First of all, uh, 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 look how Islam is so, sent so sensitive regarding what? Lega regarding looking after the feelings yeah, of others. Yeah? You are three together. Yeah? Two of you are discussing something Brother, wallahi, we are not talking about you. We are not talking, this has nothing to do about you, but it is something private, I can't, yeah? Why? Why now you are discussing it? It hurts the feeling of others, yeah? Of the other person. So don't do it. Look how Islam, yeah, is so sensitive in looking after what? The feelings of others, subhanallah. And this is يعني, a very noble a uh, very high standard of akhlaq and from this we take a very important lesson once we talk about the etiquettes of discussion which is the main theme of this surah we need to make sure that any kind of discussion that takes place between us that what that doesn't cause any offense yeah doesn't annoy the other people we need to look after what the feelings of others. And look, Allah Jalla Ala says in the Quran, Qulli ibadi yaqulu allati hiya ahsan inna shaytana 
When you use your words, look how this is another example related to this, how Islam was so uh, uh, so careful in looking after the feelings of others. So this is this is one thing. We can yeah talk about it, but I think inshallah, yeah, the 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 the, the uh, dars from this is clear, the lesson from this is clear. I might elaborate more when we come to the the the, uh, the other verse. Okay. The other thing Ibn Al Qayyim here took a very nice lesson. He said Al Huznu Shaytan. Yeah, الشيطان. sadness is from what? From shaitan. And he said, okay, uh, uh, don't think that when you sit and you feel sad, yeah, that this is uh, a sign of righteousness. Okay, no, actually, this huzun in general, sadness, okay, uh, or uh, grief, yeah, is from shaitan. Allah Jalla Ala said this. Yeah, so he said, if you look in the Quran and Sunnah, you will never find that Allah Jalla Ala what and His Messenger encouraged believers to be what to be sad. Yeah, okay. He never encouraged believers to be sad. Okay, so this is another important lesson. No need for the for sadness. Yes, maybe okay. Because some people might argue, maybe what Sharia allowed is what is in a temporary sadness. Yeah, temporary sadness. Maybe this is what Sharia allowed. If you lose your uh, father, uh, mother, uh, child, etc. Okay, you might feel okay that sadness. But definitely long-term sadness, which is classified now, okay, according to the, the medical terms, okay, which is classified as what? As depression. Depression is defined now as long-term sadness, where the sadness continues for three days or more, continuously. Yeah, This is definitely against the Sharia. And to be honest with you, brothers, I don't want to dwell into this, but... From my own observation, the person who is always sad, yeah, I always ask people a question. You know, this sadness, little on it might be riya. Yani you are pretending that, mashallah, you, you were doing Qiyamul Layl for two hours at night and because you were remembering the, yani the, the, the Jannah and the Nar and because that has a big impact on you, that's why today you are just yani, living with, okay, with what you have done during Qiyamul Layl and you are still remembering the verses that talk about Nar and that's why you are sad. Let alone leave this, okay, leave this. But is sadness, does sadness encourage you to do more deeds? If sadness doesn't encourage you to do more good deeds, then it is what? It is from the shaitan definitely, yeah? This is yani, just to summarize the discussion about sadness because it is uh, it is a disease that you know we see these days the, we you see the, in, in these days some people just sad sad why habibi you are sad okay all of us are going to die and muslims will go to jannah alhamdulillah so why are you sad okay it's simple uh, 
what is happening is happening. Okay, don't be sad. The Prophet ﷺ who is the the person who is the most to care about his ummah, the more, the more to be worried about his ummah, he never uh, exercised sadness for or the whole day. Okay, let alone for two three days. Yeah, it is from the shaytan. And as Ibn al-Qayyim said, the shaytan is interested to see believers what? Sad. Because it has so many bad impacts or bad effects on them, this sadness. Anyway, The other thing, the other important lesson that we need to remember, nothing will harm you except what? With the will of Allah Jalla Yeah, this is my dear brothers, this is a very important principle. I, I, I wish if we can really spend time on this. Uh, the Prophet taught Ibn Abbas this main principle okay, of Aqidah. When we talk about Aqidah, always we think, okay, now, you know, is it to say Allah fi sama, the sifat and the asma of Allah Jalla Ala, etc. This is Aqidah that if the whole universe, if all the entire humanity came together, yeah, collaborated together to harm you with something. Allah Jalla did not write it on you. Allah Jalla it means Allah Jalla did not want to, you to be harmed with that. It will never harm you. As simple as this. And if you work day and night and you go to everyone asking them for help in order for them to help you and to benefit you okay with something that Allah did not decree for you they will never be able to help you with that is done is done this brothers and sisters when you have that yaqeen wallah you will live happily yeah and you will have confident in your life, in yourself, in your identity, in your deen, and everything around you. Yes? When you have. And that's why Allah Jalla concluded that verse. Again, we don't want to spend time, but this tawakkul, look. If you are really believers, then you put your trust on Allah Jalla or in Allah Jalla and see Allah Jalla mentioned what mentioned it wa Allah so he mentioned himself first which means that wa Allah and in Allah only or on Allah only you should have tawakkul in Allah only you should put your trust okay not in Allah and someone else no 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 Okay, you trust Allah and Allah only. And that's why this, subhanAllah, the beginning of the verse, don't be saddened about something happened there. Yeah, okay. And from this, it can be taken that 
Um, anyway, we don't have time to discuss it. Anyway, the al-asbab wal-musababat, the causes and effects. When can you think that that cause might harm you and when you should not think of it? When it is something that is happening away from you, okay? Yes, then don't be saddened about it, okay? That does not include drinking something that is harmful and to say to yourself that is not, not going to harm me. No, that is different, okay? Anyway, it is clear, inshallah. Then uh, we come to yani, a verse that is full of benefits and etiquettes. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. Okay, now, sorry. So now we have finished three what? Three sections. Yeah, the first section is the section the, from uh, the verse number one to verse number four. Yeah, if we say that this is one section, which is what? The verses that talk, that spoke about what? Uh, the story of Zihar uh, and the story of Khawla and the reason for the revelation of this surah. We said after that there are two verses. Either those two verses can be considered a conclusion for the first section or we can consider them as what? As another section, which is what? Verse number five and verse number six. After that, we said what? The rulings of Najwa came. Verse number seven, eight, nine, and what? And ten. Okay? These verses were talking about what? Uh, These verses were talking about what? The rulings of discussion within the believers. Then after that, okay, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Ida qila lakum tafassahu fil majalisi, Fafsahu yafsahillahu lakum. Either we say, this is again a conclusion for that section, yeah, or it is a stand-alone section, yeah, or it is connected to the verse after that. You, the verse after that is talking about what? Uh-huh. The etiquettes of speaking to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yeah? The matter, as we said, if you remember in the beginning, we said the matter is flexible because this is a matter of contemplation. You cannot say that definitely this is the end of this section. Definitely the surah concludes or includes three sections or five sections or so. Yeah, it is a matter of reflection. It can be yani, right, it can be Okay, it cannot be accurate. Anyway, the the, the last verse, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, إذا قيل لكم تفسحوا في المجالس فافسحوا يفسح الله لكم. Yeah, if you were told, yeah, if you were told to give a space, yeah, while you are sitting. So you are sitting, uh, you were told to give a space to what? to the people who are coming or to the people who do not find a space. So, fafsahu, give them some space. Yeah? Give them some room. Ya fafsahu. If you do that, al-jaza'u min jinsi al-amal. If you give space, yeah? If you give space to the people who do not find the space, Allah will give you a space. Because you have given others a space, what? Allah will give you a space. Al-jaza' the reward is what? Is similar to the action. Yeah, this is yani a qaida. The reward is what? Is similar to the action. 
So, مثلاً مثلاً الصدقة ما نقص مال من صدقة. When you give صدقة, Allah will give you what? Allah will give you what? Increase. Yeah? If you help others, Allah will what? Will help you. والله في عون العبد ما كان العبد في عون أخي. And this is, okay, this is, uh, uh, this, this is the norm of Sharia that Allah Jalla wa'ala will reward you of the same type of what of deeds that you have done. So if you give space to your brothers when there is yani the, the place is tiny, okay, and all of you are squeezed, try to accommodate more people. Okay. Allah Jalla wa'ala will give you a space. Okay. وَإِذَا قِيلَ انشزوا فانشزوا. If you are told to leave, okay, then leave. Provided that this commandment came from someone who has authority over you. وَإِذَا قِيلَ انشزوا فانشزوا. Now, uh, as I told you, this verse is so rich with, with, with the, the, the benefits. Some scholars uh, mentioned that the reason for revealing this verse is that one time the Prophet ﷺ was sitting with his companions, okay? And he was teaching them. And a few of the, uh, of, of, uh, of the Sahaba from Ahl Badr, yeah? From Badriyun means the Sahaba who attended the battle of Badr. And you know that when the Prophet ﷺ in the Hadith, when Jibreel asked the Prophet ﷺ about the status of Badr, so the Prophet ﷺ said, Ahl Badr are the best of us. Yeah? And the, the, the angel Jibreel, he said, and the, the Malaika who attended Badr as well, they are the best of us as well. And the Prophet ﷺ used to honor what? Ahl Badr. And you know in the story of Hatim ibn Abi Balta'a, when he plotted again, or when he, sorry, not plotted, astaghfirullah, uh, when he, when he sent a message to the people of Medina, the, the people of Mecca, when they were mushrikeen, yes, that the Prophet ﷺ is about to attack you, and that considered to be a plot, and that considered to be a major issue, the Prophet ﷺ gave him an, an excuse because he is what? He is from the people of Badr who attended the battle of Badr. And he said to Umar ibn al-Khattab عنه, and Umar ibn al-Khattab said, let me just strike his, his neck. So he said, وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّ اللَّهَ طَلَعَ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ بَدْرٍ فَغَفَرَ لَهُمْ Don't you know that maybe Allah Jalla look at the people of Badr and Allah Jalla granted them forgiveness for all what they do. So they used to have a status with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because they are as sabiqun they sacrificed and they showed commitment and strong belief and strong iman. So the Prophet sallallahu used to honor them. So they came and surrounding the Prophet sallallahu were so many people, okay? And they did not find a space for them to sit, okay? They did not find a space. And everyone wants to be close to the Prophet So the Prophet said to a few people, okay, so and so, so and so, so and so, please stand up and let those, okay, people sit down. Yeah? The munafiqeen knew about it. And they said, look, you claim that your Prophet is just. He told some people to stand up in order to what? 
to let his own friends and companions to, 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 to sit instead of them. Yeah? So this ayah was revealed, okay, according to some scholars. Now, okay, uh, this ayah, as we said, includes a number of benefits. First of all, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu idha qila lakum tafassahu fil majalisi fafsahu yafsahi allahu lakum. If you were told, okay, yes, that incident, okay, happened. But as we said, we take from it that how we sit together. Because we said that the theme of the surah is what? How to sit together, how to discuss, okay, how to debate, okay, among yourselves. So if you were told, give a space, give a space. Yeah? Now, the, the scholars here said, do you need to be told to give a space or if you found that there is a need for someone to sit to join you? Yeah? They said no. In fact, giving a space without being told is a matter of what? Of good akhlaq. Yeah? Good etiquette. How to deal with each other. And again, look how the Sharia is so sensitive about looking after the feelings of others. Give them space. Give them space. And that they mentioned the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Whenever the Prophet ﷺ yani, looks at the, the, the line behind him when he wants to lead the salah, he said, Be lenient to your brothers. Okay? Some of our brothers, when they stand in the, in the, in the, in the saf, they stand as like a rock. Yeah? They don't want to move. Yeah, they don't want to give a space. No, lenu bi aidi ikhwanikum. Be lenient, yeah, be soft to your brothers. And if there is a space, give them a space. Now, now some people, I, I see this, some of our brothers, the line is there, yeah, and they try just to enter in any place in the line, yeah. And they might annoy the others, especially some elders or some people, they are not used to it. Do, don't do that. The point is whether to give a space yeah, or not to put yourself into a place where people don't like it, don't annoy others. Brothers, we are not putting much attention to akhlaq, yeah, especially annoying others. In one of the masajid, yeah, the line is there. And the space is khalas. The people are standing next to each other. Some of our brothers, because they want what? They want to attend that first line. Yeah? They just go, and they just, okay, annoy the people on the right, annoy the people on the left, and they stand up. Yeah? And maybe the people while on the right or on the left, throughout the salah, they are thinking about this person. Yeah? Throughout. Don't do that, brothers. Don't do that. Okay? And that's why it can be said here. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm just, yani, I want to control myself not to, okay, not to dwell into this okay, because of time. The point, the general aim here is don't annoy others. Brothers, not annoying others is the sunnah. Takes precedent over many other sunnah. Yeah? It takes precedent more than many other sunnah. Whether in the space, whether in the whether in any place, whether uh, the way you talk to each other, the way you conduct themselves, we should be the best in everything. Okay, even 
you know, and we use public transportation. If you can give a space for others to sit down, give a space to others. Let people see that we have the highest moral of akhlaq or, or, okay, uh, or etiquette. Uh, if you can stand up in order to let an elderly person, an elderly uh, person to, to sit down, okay, in your place, that will be good, okay? We can talk about a lot of adab, but I think, brothers, though, when, when we just put this in mind, I think we can come up with so many, you know, so many, yani, akhlaq. When we drive, yeah, when we drive, we sometimes, you know, sometimes some of our brothers, and as some people said, if you see someone who is driving recklessly, look at him, he will be a bearded person, yeah? Okay, maybe because they have a lot of tawakkul, so they don't care. Yeah, but come on, brothers, seriously, we need akhlaq, we need adab. Yeah, we need akhlaq, we need adab in everything. And it is really very annoying to see our practicing brothers and sisters sometimes do not behave the, the way they should behave. Yeah, okay, so this, this, is, this is part of the adab. Okay, as I said, we can talk a lot about it, but inshallah, the lesson is clear. Now, there is a point here, which is, Some other scholar said, when it is said to you to stand up, some other scholar said, this refers to jihad. So when the Prophet or if, uh, sorry, the Prophet told them, stand up for jihad, they should stand up and... Later on, if you were told to stand up for jihad, stand up. Or the other scholar said, "Wa means <coughs> if you if you were told to go for salah, then go for salah. These are two other meanings, okay? But the main meaning is "Wa Yeah, if you were sitting and you were told by a person of authority to stand up, okay. Uh, to give a space to others, then give a space to others. Here also the scholar said, why Allah Jalla said, وَإِذَا قِيلَ نشوزو. And you know, وَاللَّاتِ تَخَافُونَ نُشُوزَهُنْ نُشُوز يعني is, is like, uh, uh, what is the word? Uh, uh, rebel, huh? Rebelling, okay? is is just a sudden, a, quick, a sudden, quick, yeah, strong move. Yeah, this is new shoes. So, uh, as if uh, you, if you were told quickly, do it, then just do it. Then the conclusion of this ayah, Allah Jalla will raise the believers. Yeah? And Allah Jalla will raise the status of what? Of the people of knowledge. They, Allah Jalla will raise both of them. This is one meaning that it is a consecutive. يَرْفَعِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ Allah will raise the status of believers and what? And the people of knowledge. And most of the Mufassirin, okay, most of the scholars accepted this meaning that Allah Jalla will raise, will elevate the status of what? Of uh, the both. Yeah? Allah will, 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 will exalt in degree those who believe and those who have knowledge. Okay, now the scholars here, some scholars said, 
it is clear that Allah Jalla will exalt in degree or will raise the status of what? Of the believers. Because the, the beginning of the ayah, Allah Jalla is addressing what? The believers. Ya But why the people of knowledge were mentioned? Is the question clear? What is the link here? Okay, between the believers and the story and what? The people of knowledge. Yeah? Okay. Is the question clear? No, it is not clear. Can someone repeat the question, please? Yeah? Yes, okay. Why the people of knowledge? What is the link between, okay, the people of knowledge and the, 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 uh, the others? Although here it is not talking about what? The people of knowledge. Yeah? So some scholars said, yeah, this is maybe the most yani, convincing opinion that I came across, is that they said, listen, if among you, there are two basic opinions actually, yeah one opinion said if there are people of knowledge among you yeah allah will raise their status don't worry about your status so if you are told stand up give space to others it doesn't mean that this will what decrease your status if you have a, a certain status with allah for example you are among the believers and in particular among the people of what of knowledge don't worry about your your status. This is dunya. Yeah? Allah Jalla knows what? Knows your status. Don't worry about that. Don't say, why me? Okay? I was, why I was told this? Do, does that mean that they are better than me? Okay? So this is one meaning. There, there is the other meaning, which is, They said that, uh, the Prophet وسلم, wanted the people of Badr to come closer to him. Yeah. So, okay. And they have a higher status than others from this perspective. Why? Because in, in that context, okay, in that context, the people of knowledge should be the closest people to the Prophet وسلم, why? Because they need to benefit from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yeah? And they need to, okay, make, they, they, they need to have a space to learn. Yeah? Because the other people, if they are not the people of knowledge, the people of studying knowledge, yeah, maybe they came just because they want to be close to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that's why Allah Jalla said, Allah Jalla raises the people of knowledge. Yeah? Okay? Now, these scholars, some scholars here mentioned that, okay, so if there is a circle and the person who should be listening to that circle, yeah, did not find a space in the place where it equipped him to listen and to benefit, and he is the, the first person who should what? Who should attend that Okay, he should be given the chance to come closer to the source. Is that clear? Yeah, and this is, uh, yani, I know that some of us are very sensitive, okay, especially we are oversaturated with this issue of equality. Yeah, okay, 
some of us are oversensitive, but you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes if you are attending a discussion about medicine, yeah, about methylene kidney failure, and you are not that person who you just attended there to maybe to listen, and math, a specialist, for whatever reason, it is his mistake, he came late, yeah. Definitely, people will just say, come, come, come here, because this is what? This is your place to listen. <laughs> well, if we listen, we will not understand that much, okay? But we need you to listen, because if you listen, and you, you will benefit us. Yeah? This is something that is, okay, yani that is natural. So that is the, 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 the way to understand this, yeah? So, and that's why some scholars took from this, they said that uh, the Prophet said, "Liyalini minkum ulul ahlami wanuha." Yeah, liyalini minkum ulul ahlami wanuha. When I lead the salah, the people behind me should be what the people of nuha uh, means aql. Yeah, and the people of uh, as if the Prophet said, the people of knowledge. Okay, and wisdom. Okay. Why, if something happened in salah, they can correct me. They can, yeah, they, they they can they can take the right uh, action. Okay. Now I don't want to get into this masala fiqhia, which is if a young boy came behind the imam, hmm? will shall we take him to the back of the, okay, to the back of the saf or not? Well, I don't want to get into this, but I am speaking to you, brothers, sometimes out of etiquette, okay, out of etiquette, uh, all of us, yani, when we were young, out of zeal, we were just, yani, uh, the, uh, we were thinking of the sunnah, and we were thinking that the last thing is etiquette, etiquette is not part of the sunnah, let everyone to be annoyed, yeah, we don't care, but we want to apply the sunnah, as annoying people, or not annoying people is not from sunnah. Uh, out of etiquette, yeah, in, in, in the masjid, there is, might be two, three places left behind the imam, yeah? Don't be, if you are not a person who comes regularly to that masjid. Yeah, the other day in our masjid, uh, a brother came and there were two spaces, okay, behind the imam, left, and the brother came and he just stood up, okay, and he wanted to pray uh, behind the Okay, just yani, next to the person behind the imam. So, one of the elders there, he said, Brother, brother, this is for the Mawlana. Yeah. Then that brother, he was so angry. He said, well, what is this? Where is this in Quran and Sunnah? Yeah. I said to him, Ya Habib Allah, take it easy. Yani. Take it easy. Akhlaq is part of Quran and Sunnah. Mura'at, yani, dealing with looking after people's feelings is from Quran and Sunnah. Okay, being soft and gentle is from Quran and Sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ will not say leave that space for the elders or for Mawlana. The Prophet ﷺ will not say this. So it's part of akhlaq. We need to, okay, yani consider part of akhlaq. Even if you are in a circle, no one told you to stand up. Maybe a person came, a person of dignity, a person, an elder person, an elderly person came. Stand up, give him a space, yeah. That is part of akhlaq, yani, okay? And don't think that you will lose something or your status will be, okay, uh, degraded. As Allah Jalla said, يَرْفَعِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ 
آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات الله will raise the status of the believers and الله will raise the status of the, 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 the people of knowledge يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات of course in this yeah, الله جل وعلا singled the status of what of the people of knowledge it is clear inshallah the discussion about the status and the importance of knowledge we will not يعني, dwell into that and then Allah Jalla Ala concluded the ayah by saying, Wallahu bima ta'amaluna khadir. And Allah Jalla Ala is well acquainted of all what you do. And this is, inshallah, the end of the verses that we plan to. Okay, no, actually, I plan to speak about the other verse, but inshallah, this will be, inshallah, enough. Jazakumullahu khairah. Barakallah fikum. Quick questions. Yes. Aikam salam. Uh-huh. What to do when family, example, mother, wants to finish some past work which could delay you performing salah by 30 minutes or more? What to happen when the mother wants to, what, to finish work? Uh, what to do when family, example, mother, uh, wants you to finish some past work which could delay you from performing salah by 30 minutes or more? Yeah, say, the question is, is clear and is a good question. What What is the ruling regarding if the Okay, if your mother, for example, wants you to finish some housework, yeah, but that, in order to finish it, you will delay the salah for 30 minutes, okay? Now, I, once I had a question similar to this, can I have my mobile because I'm waiting for my son to call me to pick him up. You reminded me of a house member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has his. Oh, he called. Anyway. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, once I had a question, okay, similar to this. I said, so. If this 30 minutes is delaying you outside the, what? The Salah time, yeah? Then that is not allowed. It's clear. However, there is a question, yeah? For each Salah, there is not 30 minutes. For each Salah, there is what? Yani Salatul Mathalan, Al-Maghrib. The time for Salat Al-Maghrib continues for almost what? One hour. One hour plus. For Duhr in winter, Duhr starts at 11, 12 something and okay, it ends one something. So one hour plus. Asr is one hour plus. So how come 30 minutes will delay the Salah beyond its own time? Clear? Is the question clear? This means that you, Habibi, were delaying the Salah. And when your mother asks you to do something, you remember that, that uh, what? It is the end of the salah time. Is that clear or not? Huh? So you are delaying it, delaying it. Then your mom told you, come and help me this. Oh, my salah. Yeah. This is like the brothers, Allah, when they go for Jum'ah prayer yeah, uh, at, in the school. Yeah. So they go, they abuse it. Some teachers, some schools. They allow them to go for Juma, and they come late. Why are you coming late? They are just going to the chicken and chips shop, 
after yani yeah, the masjid. So they were eating it. And why are you late? No, 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 because the Imam yeah, took long time in, in his salah. Don't do that. Don't abuse it, brothers. Okay? And sisters. Otherwise, this will give really bad image okay, to, to Islam. Yes? Mm-hmm. Same sister. Uh-huh. Same sister. Uh-huh. Same sister. Uh-huh. What to do when an unmarried sister wants to go from uh, go to the masjid for salah, but her in, entire family do not believe sisters should go to the masjid? Sisters find peace in masjid and likes to go, or she can be around practicing sisters. Yeah. So this is the, this is the question, which is uh, the sister is saying, what to do when she wants to go to the masjid and her entire family, they believe that sisters should not go to the masjid. Again, see, I stopped giving black and white answers, almost in most of these questions, because I found that in reality there is not, no case where there is black and white. Yeah? Okay? Like this situation. It is not just they don't want... Okay, what about if she told them, I want to go to the park? Yeah? Will she? Will they allow her? Come on. What if your wife told you you want to? She wants to go to the park, or yeah, she wants to take the kids, or without the kids, she said I want to have some fresh air, or your sister or your mother. They will go. Yes or no? Now don't act as if you are any super righteous. They will go. Yes or no? Or you are acting that you are, mashallah, yani, controlling your wives. Come on, the reality is they are controlling you. Okay? So, so the issue is why they are not allowing her to do this. Yes? It's not as simple as this that they are not allowing her to go to the masjid. Clear? Yeah? And that's why I don't like... You know, this issue, the, the way to answer these questions is just black and white. This is no, the scholar said this, the scholar said that is halal and haram. No, look deeper. Like we had this debate, yeah, uh, a month ago. Oh, women, uh, 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 similar debate, which is why many masajid don't allow women, yeah, to pray in the masjid. Okay, and then they say, yeah, we need to take this to the charity commission and maybe if we do not sort out ourselves, let others sort out our masajid and etc. And some shiuch became so excited. And one of the respected sheikhs said, well, according to the Maliki scholars, if the masjid was not open for some of the people, it is not considered to be a masjid. So these are not masajid. MashaAllah. Okay. Yeah, Habibi, take it easy. Yeah, I always say, take it easy, brothers. Take it easy, and you don't just, yani, jump as if you are just ready to fight. Okay, I said to them, some brothers, when they ask me, I said, many people, many masajid, they don't have a space for what? For the men. Yeah, to give a space to women. I came across a masjid myself. They said, yeah, we wanted to give a space for sisters. Yeah. And one sister, she said, you do not give us space. And she was talking and crying. And then we felt sorry and we need to give her a space. Yeah, she came once, twice. Yeah, 
يعني throughout I don't know I don't remember exactly the figure don't يعني quote me but in a month time maybe she came twice three times and we do not find the space for the brothers yeah and she had her own space okay for two times or three times now is this right if they are coming regularly yes we need to give them a space but if she's coming just once every yeah and we are depriving the brothers from that the space and they are obliged to pray yeah then in another masjid in another masjid i remember the committee discussed we need to have a space for the sisters okay they said fine so then they said if we want to have a space upstairs then we have to what in order to take planning permission so we have what and we want a separate entrance because we cannot have the same entrance so we need the entrance to be what that wide because of planning permission and then if we go down that line we have to have what kind of elevator or kind of uh, you know uh, electric electric for the disabled and then we have to have what uh, evolution room or a toilet for the disabled okay of course sisters cannot use then we had a big project just only for a few sisters to pray in the masjid and they do not come just because we want to appeal yeah appear to people that we have accommodated any sisters so it is not that they don't want sisters to pray in the masjid but it is because of what because of resources yeah because of resources and in one of the cases the the, the masjid yeah the masjid they were pl- applying for planning permission extension they were not granted planning permission but then the masjid okay i don't know who advised them they said to them apply for an extension because of women's prayer room yeah they got it like this yeah so there is yani is not <laughs> as simple as oh why why women are not allowed to to pray in the masjid yeah if still yeah we know that maybe one or two masajid or very few masajid are not allowing women okay to pray in the masjid okay we need to understand why they do not that, uh, do that it's not just they are not allowing women because women they are women and now we want to march up and down the country we want our suffrage the masajid suffrage now okay in order to get our rights etc yani we need some yani hikmah and some understanding of the context before rushing into okay an answer related to these things yes uh-huh either no questions from sisters or all questions from sisters but yeah the line go ahead ah uh, huh? what the line was quite busy yeah uh, so another sister asked what if the sadness is caused by sins uh-huh. major or minor yeah this is a very good question you should have asked this question before all of these questions this came third year, so I'm uh-huh. yeah this is a very good question very very good question why is what sadness yeah what about if sadness is the cause of grief yeah this the cause of grief and no no so sorry sin sins sins are what the cause of sadness yeah this is a very good question and because it is so good inshallah we'll answer it next time <laughs> so next time you attend yes akhi 
They, you don't want to ask about white vinegar? Leave that for next time. Yeah. Or <laughs> Yes. Your question. Huh? Yes. You have? You know the surah, mm. the way it begins. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just um, blaming man for making bihar, or is Allah blaming him also for abandoning his wife? No, both. That's why we mention. Yeah. So the question is, is the problem that the the the, the beginning of the surah is talking about the story of Khawla, and Allah Jalla condemned that. So Allah Jalla condemned that. This condemnation is it because Aus, her husband, made what is halal haram, or because he abandoned his wife. Okay. We said in the beginning, I, maybe I did not stress on it, okay, enough, that, see, it is because of both. Yeah? Because he made what is halal haram, and also he was abandoning his wife. And that's why we said that if a person did this, we need to, yeah, when some scholars, when they looked at the mas'ala, they said, this person who considered his wife as haram for him, he needs to be asked, Okay, so when is this tahrim going to an end? If it is going to last forever, then this is haram for you and you need to divorce her. Yeah? If it is not going to last forever, then, yeah, there is a limit. Beyond that, you cannot just exceed that limit and that's why the ruling of ila was mentioned. So anyway, the conclusion is because of both. Yeah. So if a husband divorces his wife mm-hmm. and sort of leaves his family, yeah. according from the mass of this surah, then he's blameworthy as well. La. No. So if a person divorces his wife, first of all, some scholars said if the person divorces his wife for no reason, yeah, some scholars said he might be blameworthy. Especially if this is going to cause harm for her. Yeah? But anyway, even those scholars who said this, they don't compare that with dhihar. Why? Because once the person divorces her, his wife, he is what? Freeing her to marry another one. But in dhihar, he is what? Yeah, he's holding on her and he is not giving her her rights. Yeah, that is why it is different. Yes. Yeah, okay, anyway, this is a discussion. Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, as you know, that he was married to the daughter of the Prophet sallallahu And she became ill, so he took permission from the Prophet sallallahu to look after the daughter of the Prophet sallallahu Yeah, so he granted him the Prophet sallallahu However, the Prophet sallallahu considered him, according to one narration, considered him, even if he did not attend, as, as a Badri, as from the people of Badr. Yeah, radiallahu ta'ala. Okay. Uh-huh. Two, One two, more question. Two more unrelated questions. Two more unrelated questions. Right, not to the topic. quickly, time. Uh, okay. So, some sisters do not cut their hair, wear jewelry or makeup. They do not want to attract attention and 
did not want to spend time beautifying themselves for people. Some do not care about following trends and latest fashions, but yes, they care about being clean and tidy. Is this wrong? But we are told to present a good image of Muslims in society, how to give good physical impression of Muslim women, at the same time keep clean intention of pure heart. The second question. <laughs> huh? yeah. Some say give sadaqah locally. We see regular appeals raising money for bro our brothers and sisters abroad. Is, this, is, is it correct to give great proportion of sadaqah to local projects and less to those abroad? Yeah, this is a good question. Yeah, okay. What is the priority to give sadaqah to local projects or uh, abroad? It depends. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes if there is uh, a serious need abroad, then give it abroad. Yeah, sometimes, no, there is a noble project that is, yeah, local, then give it local. Yeah, sometimes you can split it, you know, 50-50. So there is, again, no black and white with this question, but it is a good question. Okay. Just one last topic. Yes. Giving sadaqah to Muslims and non-Muslims. The, the origin is sadaqah is to be given to Muslims. Zakat is to be given to non-Muslims to Muslims only. Zakat cannot be given to non-Muslims. It is invalid if it is given uh, to non-Muslims. The Hanafis all only allowed uh, zakat al-fitr. But other than that, okay, it is not allowed to be given to non-Muslims. Zakat. In fact, they said all obligatory spending, yeah, uh, like sadaqah, uh, zakah, kafarat is to be given to Muslims. Now, sadaqah to non-Muslims, sadaqah to non-Muslims, it depends. In certain cases, it is allowed. Yeah, if they are mu'allafa qulubuhum, in particular. Yeah, if they are mu'allafa qulubuhum, means by giving them, you will attract them to Islam. And in order to do that, okay. There are certain, yani, there is a procedure for that. Apart from this, sadaqa to yani, non-Muslims because they are really poor, etc. With the intention of maybe helping them and maybe let them have good idea about Islam. Of course, it is, yani, um, it is something that is acceptable and it is encouraged. But the priority, of course, is for al-aqrabuna awla bil-ma'ruf, for Muslims. Allah, the reward is with Allah, ya Habibi. Okay, the reward is not in our hands. It is in the hands of Allah. Yeah? Okay. Jazakumullah khaira barakallah feek.